Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is Lord, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for this grace to come again into your presence, uh, to bless my King, to bless my Lord, to bless the one who watches over my soul. Lord, I worship your name this morning. I worship the beauty of your holiness. I worship the splendor of your love. I worship you because you are a faithful God. Lord, you keep your words. You don't break them. Scripture says that not one of them will fall to the ground until they come to pass. You said in your word that unless your covenant with the day and night be broken, you said so your, then your word will fail. Thank you, Lord, because they have not once, once since creation ever failed. This morning, we bless you because you keep your word. We worship you, Lord, as Jehovah, as Jehovah. Father, we say thank you this morning in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you because this is the day that you have made. You will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. We thank you because we know that we will be blessed in your presence today. Hallelujah. And so as we worship you this morning, as we fellowship, Lord, here with you, we ask, Lord, speak to us. Uh, give us understanding in your word. Lord, let someone be blessed this morning. But let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me see. A big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eye Nike sharing devotion with you i am excited this morning because finally today we complete the book of proverbs yes we'll take proverbs chapter 30 and 31 i have been blessed i don't know about you i have been so blessed the words of proverbs are encouraging they are instructive i'm telling you they will literally save your life so as we finish this book we go from here okay don't leave the book the book of proverbs my usual okay order for reading the bible is a proverb yes one chapter of proverb every day yes i read one chapter of proverb every day so you could just walk this into it's 30 31 so that just works you know into every single month of of the year okay you'll be able to read through the book of proverbs every month the book of proverbs every month and i'm telling you you will see remarkable remarkable changes and difference in your life all right so let's complete this one it says uh, proverbs 30 and 31 says that proverbs 30 is the sayings of agor the sayings of agor son of jackie uh, contains this message i am weary oh god i am weary and worn out oh god I am too stupid to be human, and I lack common sense. I have not mastered human wisdom, nor do I know the Holy One. Who but God goes up to heaven and comes down? Hmm. So, his first question in, in verse 4 will tell you, or maybe will make you understand 
while the Jews picked up stones and wanted, you know, to stone Jesus. Because he says, who but God goes up to heaven and comes down. When Jesus told the Pharisees that they, he would tell them their father, who their father was, that their father was the devil and that he knew his father and that they had not seen his father before. They understood that he was literally saying that he had gone to heaven. Okay. And he has come back down. And that's why he was living in the among people. Okay, so basically he was saying that he was God. That was why they picked up stone. And they even accused him to his face. That you, being a man, claim that you are God. Okay, so Agor says that, Who but God goes up to heaven and comes back down? Who holds the wind in his feast? Who rafts up the oceans in his cloak? Who has created the whole wide world? Mm, that feels like WWW. <laughs> who has created the whole wide world? What is his name and his son's name? Tell me if you know. Five says that every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. Listen this morning. Every word of God proves true. Sometimes the way we behave, we make it look as if just because it's us, okay, the word of God will not prove true or the word of God will fail. What I'm telling you this morning, not possible. Every word of God proves true. They will never fail. God is a covenant-keeping God. In fact, the Bible says that he has exalted his word above his name. His word literally, okay, uh, and his name will literally have to fail together. Simply put. Okay? So when God gives you his word, when you find a word in the Bible that speaks to you, connects with your heart, I'm telling you, hold on to it. Every word of God proves true. God will keep his word. He says that he is a shield, that he, God, is a shield to all who come to him for protection. Uh, no, God is not a man. He does not lie. He protects, he keeps everyone who holds on to him. Six says that do not add to this word, or he may rebuke you and expose you as a liar. Seven, oh God, I beg true favor from you. Let me have uh, them before I die. First, help me never to tell a lie. Of course, obviously, for this person, Agor, being that most likely he was a scribe or he was a compiler of some of the wisdoms, okay, or the wisdom on the Proverbs of Solomon, it was important that he, you know, uh, yes, he, he, sp- he spoke the truth every time. If not, he would just turn the word of God upside down. So he was telling God that, look, I want to ask you for this thing. Give it to me, bef- okay, before I go. Lord, don't let me ever tell a lie. I'm sure for you, it will likely be different. What I'm telling you, you can't trust god for favor this morning and the lord will answer you he said first help me never to tell a lie second give me neither poverty nor riches give me just enough to satisfy my need and that's a wonderful prayer okay so you don't want to be too be so rich that you you ignore god and at the same time you don't want to be so poor that you steal and curse god at the same time he says for if i grow rich i may deny you and say who is the lord and if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. 
10 says never slander a worker to the employer or the person will curse you and you will pay for it simple common sense never slander a worker to the employer or the person will curse you and you will pay for it see some people curse their father and do not thank their mother they are pure in their own eyes but they are filthy and unwashed they look proudly around are casting dis- disdainful gla- glances they have teeth like swords and fangs like knives they devour the poor from the earth and the needy from among humanity since the leech as two suckers okay no so let's take let's take that bit first you know there are some people who just live so arrogantly and i'm telling you and the way they live just shows that you know charity did not begin at home that their father and their mother did not teach them anything they didn't get anything at home that's why it says that some people literally cost their father that's what they are actually saying by the way that they are living their life and it's very very important please don't be arrogant don't don't poke your nose up to to god if he answers you you don't want <laughs> you don't want to to know what it, it feels like when god answers a human being uh, if you want to know, just read the book of the book of Job. It says that they have teeth like swords and fang, fangs like like lives. They devour the poor from the earth and the needy from among humanity. It says the leech has two suckers that cry out more, more. Yes, they never get enough. It says there are three things that are never satisfied. No, four that never say enough. You want to know them? It says the grave. The barren womb, the thirsty desert, the blazing fire, obviously. The barren womb wants to carry a baby, however, however old that woman is. A barren womb wants to carry a baby, and so it wants, okay? The grave will never be filled, okay? Since the beginning of time, it's not, it's not yet satisfied. The thirsty desert, the same thing, will continue to drink up water and still be dry. The blazing fire, obviously, consumes and consumes and consumes. It says the eye that mocks a father and despises a mother's instruction will be plucked out by ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. Wow. <laughs> so I think Argo is really focused on honoring your father and your mother and the implications. Very important. It says the eyes that mocks a father and despises a mother's instruction will be plucked out by ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. Ah, your own eyes will not be plucked out in the mighty name of Jesus. 18 says that there are, there are three things that amaze me. No, four things that I don't understand. So remember that this is during August time. Okay, um, researchers have explained a lot of these things. It says, go on 19. It says, how an eagle, it said, these are the things he didn't understand. How an eagle glides through the sky. How a snake slithers on a rock. How a ship navigates the ocean. And how a man loves a woman. Okay, so we have better explanations okay or we know exactly how all of this you know uh, work today it says an an adulterous verse 20 says that an adulterous woman consumes a man then wipes her mouth and says what's wrong with that shameful okay and can be painful 
21 says there are three things yes there are three things that make the earth tremble no four it cannot endure three things that make the earth tremble no four it cannot endure 22a a slave who becomes a king mm-hmm. okay he <laughs> says it makes the earth tremble a slave who becomes a king an overbearing fool who prospers wow a bitter woman who finally gets a husband <laughs> that one is funny a servant girl who supplants a mistress ah it shouldn't happen okay he says when it happens it makes the earth tremble 24 says that there are four things on earth that are small but unusually wise ants they aren't strong but they store up food all summer Iraxes are the aren't powerful, but they make their homes among the rocks. Locusts are they have no king, but they match information. Okay, the last one, lizards, they are easy to catch, but they are found even in king's palaces. 29 says there are three things that work with stately stride. No, four that struts about. It says the, the lion the king of animals, who won't turn aside for anything. The strutting rooster. Obviously, the strutting rooster is the is the peacock, yes. The strutting rooster, the male goats, a king as he leads his army, yes, as he leads his army. He says there are three things that walk with stately stride. No, four that struts about. Verse 32 says that if you have been the fool, by being proud or plotting evil, cover your mouth in shame. Hmm? Cover your mouth. I know that some people will continue pretending, you know, as if that they are wise, as if they were not part of the plotting and part of part of everything that brought the evil. He says, cover your mouth in shame. Thirty-three. As the beating of cream yields butter, and striking the nose causes bleeding. He says, so stirring up anger causes quarrels. You don't want quarrels, don't stir up anger. Married people, are you listening? Couples, are you listening this morning? You don't want quarrels. The Bible says, stop stirring up anger. Okay? As soon as you realize that you are pushing yourselves to the point where you are already angry with one another, let it go, let it subside. But the more anger you stir up, uh, uh, it says this is literally a guarantee. As the beating of cream yields butter, it's guaranteed. As the striking of the nose causes bleeding, try it now. You will know that that is almost guaranteed. It says it is almost also certain. If the other two are guaranteed, this one too is certain. That when you stir up anger, you will get quarrels. There won't be quarrels in your own marriage in Jesus' name. There won't be quarrels in your family. There won't be quarrels among your workers. Yes, you have employees, employers. Make it a culture. Make it a culture that we don't stir up, you know, anger here. Yes, we don't stir up anger here to the point where uh, people then begin to exchange words. Very important. Wow. All right. So let's take our final chapter of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 31 so people call this you know um the chapter on the virtuous woman but that was not that's not really what the chapter is only about uh this the chapter the title for the chapter is the saints 
of King Lemuel. And King Lemuel, yes, was is referring to King Solomon. So uh, this would have been uh, his mother writing. So Bathsheba would have been the one inspired, you know, to share this with with him. But she was just sharing what it it would take for him to succeed as a king. Okay. So what it would take. So she covered broadly, okay, different, different areas, and we will look at them shortly. Okay. So she was not just obviously. Um, she she understood the importance of having a virtuous, you know, a woman of character, you know, be uh, beside you. Okay, for a king to succeed. So let's go on. It says the sayings of King Lemuel contains this message, which his mother taught him. Okay. O my son, O son of my womb, O son of my vows, do not waste your strength on women, on those who reign kings. Hmm? Yes, there are things that ruin people. There are things that ruin kings. Uh, not just women. No. Yes, someone says that there are three Gs. We call them gold, girls, and glory. Okay, so... She was just referring to girls here yeah, in saying, do not waste your strength on women. But that's not the only thing that, that ruins king. Glory, pride. Remember, we've read again and again in the book of Proverbs. It says it goes before haughtiness and then before a fall and destruction. Okay, so you have glory there. You have gold. Yes, also, you know, wealth and riches can also destroy a king when they then put their focus on that. So she said, no, do not waste your strength on women. It says, it is not for kings, O Lemuel, to guzzle wine. Rulers should not crave alcohol. Did you hear that? So I don't know. I'm, remember, she's not saying that don't drink wine. That's not what she said. Please read your Bible very well. She said, do not, okay. it, said, it is not for kings, O Lemuel, to guzzle to guzzle wine so that's not just like drinking that's like <laughs> drinking to stupor okay that's what she's she's actually referring to and she's always say, she's also saying that look you are a king okay so are you a king this morning that's my question to you i'm not going to say that drinking wine guzzling wine drinking alcohol is a sin are you a king do you have the responsibility of a king do you have the responsibility of a father? It is not for you to drink alcohol, okay, to the point where mm, your senses are impaired, okay? Someone said that. So how do I know when the sense, my senses are impaired? She says to Solomon, stay away from it. It is not for King Olemwell to guzzle wine. Rulers should not crave alcohol. It is for if they drink, uh, they may forget the law. And not give justice to the oppressed. And I'm telling you, when you do that, we've read what the implications, right? You would turn the, your, your, the kingdom upside down. And your own kingdom, I'm telling you, could just be your family. Your own kingdom could just be your marriage. Your kingdom could simply just be your academics. It's just you. Just you in school, your academics. You're supposed to be reading. And then you're doing alcohol. You're doing wine. You're doing drugs. Okay, it is not for kings. It is not for you. Yes, you are the king. You are the queen I'm talking to this morning. It is not for you. It says, and not give justice to the oppressed. See, it says that alcohol is for the dying. 
and wine for those in bitter distress. <laughs> I did not say it, oh, I did not say it. The Bible says, wisdom says, alcohol is for the dying and wine for those in bitter distress. Why? It says, let them drink to forget their poverty and remember their troubles no more. Some people will drink and as they drink, they drink away their sorrows. But the problem is that you don't drink away sorrow. Never. It has never worked before. You can drink and forget your sorrow in that, yes, the wine will impair your senses. So you will forget for that short period. But your sorrow or whatever is causing it, obviously, is still with you. You are still coming to face it. <laughs> okay? So it is not... It is not a good strategy. It's out. It's not a good strategy on dealing with what is causing you sorrow. Ah, instead, drink, drink the Holy Spirit. Yes, we will find that later in the book of Ephesians. It says, "Let them drink to forget their poverty and remember their troubles no more." It says, "Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed." You can see that she is addressing a broad, you know, and variety of things right she's not just talking about just women she's talking about you know maintaining justice she's talking about how you should comport yourself you know how you should not drink alcohol and wine now she's talking about you know speaking up for those who cannot speak up for themselves and ensuring that look uh, your your throne okay is guided by justice this is ensure justice for those being crushed now it says yes speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice very important so now she then focuses on uh, the importance of, of having a virtuous woman as the queen yes as the one beside beside him we know the story actually yes we know the story of how solomon then ends up uh, it wasn't it wasn't so good i'm telling you he says that who can find a virtuous and capable wife says she is more precious than rubies who can find means that it takes work to find yes but she's virtuous and capable who can find her says she is more precious than rubies okay it just means that she's valuable she's that she's a treasure okay even much more you know precious treasures than rubies he says that her husband can trust her and she will uh, she will greatly enrich his life. He says she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She brings him good and not harm. In other words, you know, um, she does things in his interest. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. Okay? In other words, she's industrious. Very important to remember it is because Bathsheba is the one writing and she's writing to a son. If Bathsheba was writing to a daughter, then she would have been advising her on <laughs> how to find the right man for yourself. Okay, so uh, this is not uh, as if it's just focusing. You should there should also be uh, the virtuous man. Okay, so as a, a lady looking to get married, you shouldn't just say yes to just anyone. Uh, so this is just like a template for for the female for the for the wife uh you could just easily use the same template for the guy too he says she is industrious yes 
She is industrious. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She says she is like a merchant ship, merchant ship bringing her food from afar. Yes, she works hard. She is industrious. She says she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. Did you hear that? She works hard. Eh? She's up early in the morning. She's working already, telling everybody what to do, giving instruction here and there. It says in 16, she goes to inspect a feed and buys it. And with her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Her earning, no? eh? Yes, her own earning. In other words, she works. Uh-huh. So I don't know where those who say a woman must not work, must never work. The virtuous woman. Okay, remember that uh, Bathsheba is writing, <laughs> writing to about a queen. Uh-huh. Yes, she's writing about a queen. And she still says that, look, she inspects a feed and buys it. And with her earning, you know, she plants a vineyard. Okay, she's not lazy. She's not just dependent on her on her husband's, you know, own, you know, wealth or anything. She has her own, and she's able to do her own investment. Yes, it says that with her earning, she plants a field. That's investing. She's energetic and strong, a hard worker. Yes, that's the kind of person you should look to get married to. And remember, I said. It applies to male or female. You could just reverse it. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Since her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arm to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household. Um, she has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspread. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates, where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes uh, belted linen garments and searches to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instruction with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Hmm. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Talking about the virtuous woman, say charm is, dece- is deceptive. I don't know whether you hear this one this morning. It says charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. In other words, the virtuous woman fears the Lord. The virtuous man fears the Lord. Say, reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Now, praying for every virtuous person listening to me this morning, you will stand at the top. You will get what your heart desires. In the mighty name of Jesus. Is anyone listening, trusting God for their own spouse? The Lord will bring them in the mighty name of Jesus. If you are the man, the Lord will help you find in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we say thank you. Hallelujah. All right, so that concludes the book of Proverbs. Aha, uh, I've been so blessed. So uh, this is what we're going to pray about this morning. I want us to pray. Lord, help us 
to apply the words of Proverbs in our lives. I think it's a nice prayer, right? Yes, it's a prayer I think we should say every morning. Lord, help us to apply the words of Proverbs in our lives. Just think back to some of the instructions that Proverbs has given us in the last about 19 days, you know, that we started reading reading the book of Proverbs. Just think about them. And I wanted to, I don't know which one stands out to you. For me, the fear of the Lord is the beginning, is the foundation of wisdom. It's maybe the, the strongest, yes, the strongest verse that has spoken to me. I don't know what yours is, but I want you to pray this morning. Lord, help me to apply the words of Proverbs. Will you lift up your voice and just begin to ask God this morning. Lord, help me to apply the words of Proverbs. Help me to be a doer of these instructions. Lord, I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail as a worker. I don't want to fail as a Christian. I don't want to fail as someone who represents you. I don't want to fail as a husband. I don't want to fail as a father. I don't want to fail as a son. Lord, in whatever role you have placed me, Lord, help me to imbibe the words of Proverbs that will cause me to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus. I know that your fear brings wisdom. So I ask, Lord, this morning, fill my heart with your fear. Fill my heart with reverence for you in the name of Jesus so that I will grow in wisdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning. As we go, we ask that you will give us wisdom. Your word says if anyone lacks wisdom, they should ask from you. So Lord, give us wisdom today in the name of Jesus. Wisdom to love you. Wisdom to live for you. Wisdom to make a difference in our world. Wisdom to love our families in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. I declare today that your people are blessed. I declare, Lord, that they will succeed in everything they lay their hands on. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.